Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out, though. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. All you have to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, place a stepped up same game parlay with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Right now, I've been really high on betting uh, the overs for Michael Porter Jr. threes. I think there's just been some value there as he comes back from this injury. You know, the, the last couple of games has been set at like two and a half. I think that'll be closer to four and a half, maybe even five and a half as the year goes on. So definitely mind that. Take advantage while you can. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, y'all. It is late Sunday night, October 30th. Just finished re-watching that Boise State beatdown, and that's definitely what it was, a beatdown and just a completely lopsided, uh, you know, one-sided matchup, however you want to phrase it. 49-10, the final. Boise State moves to 12-0 all-time against CSU. Uh, the Broncos had 514 total yards of offense in this one. CSU only had 170 they were balanced 305 yards through the air, 209 on the ground. They averaged 6.5 yards per play. So, I mean, really, no matter what they were doing, it was going well for them. 37 minutes, 35 seconds of time of possession, 15 full minutes more than the Rams. And it was, you know, reflected in the total play count. Boise State ran 79 total plays in this one, 79 total plays at six and a half yards per play. The Rams. 46 total plays, 33 less than Boise for 3.7 yards per play. I'm going to get into some takeaways from this one, uh, give some positives, give some negatives. I wanted to start here by opening with just the fact that I was dead wrong about this being a competitive game. Said it all week. I felt like the Rams were going to have an opportunity to be in it. Could not have been more wrong. I did, however you know, successfully point out the areas of the game that were going to be key, you know, in, in determining whether the Rams were able to keep it close. I talked about, you know, third down efficiency, how Boise State had been really good on third down on offense and even better at third down defense. That showed in this CSU 1 of 12 on third down. A lot of that had to do with the inability to run the football and constantly being in third and long. But it was definitely a big factor in the outcome. CSU just couldn't keep the sticks moving. They couldn't stay on the field. Conversely, Boise, 5 of 10 on third down, 50%. That's a great spot to be in. And they just really weren't in third and long very frequently. And that's because they were able to rip off, you know, chunk play after chunk play, largely through the air. 
And we talked about that going in. You had to try and limit the explosive plays that CSU had done a relatively good job of doing that against Hawaii, Utah State, and Nevada. And when you constantly, you know, make the opposing team, you know, have to drive the entire field, you know, convert, you know, again and again, that's tough to do. But, you know, it just kind of felt like the Boise receivers were running wide open all night. Uh, you know, average 12 yards or 12.7 yards per completion, close to 13 yards of pass play, pretty much moving the ball at will. And then when they would get to the red zone, they would lean on that that strong run game with Halani, with Taylor Green. He had a sick 10-yard rushing touchdown where he beat out like four guys. But that was the other big factor we talked about pregame was, you know, red zone defense and the fact that Air Force was able to keep it close because despite the fact that they gave up a lot of yardage, they were able to constantly hold Boise State to three. CSU, they couldn't do that. The Broncos had seven trips to the red zone. They scored seven touchdowns. So when I look at these numbers and I, and I see the result of what happened, I'm just, I'm not surprised because everything that I talked about that CSU needed to do well, everything they needed to prevent Boise from doing, you know, the complete opposite happened. I will say that this is as good as Boise State has looked all year long. Of course, you know, they execute the best against CSU. That's about how it always seems to go. But they just continue to be a ceiling that the Rams are are unable to break through. You know, 0-12 all time in the series. Six of them have been, you know, by like three, four plus scores, just blowouts. And in general, you know, the the lack of success in, in the games that matter, the Mountain Division games, but in particular Boise State, Wyoming Air Force, you know, rivalry games, CU, bowl games. It's insane. I mean, you look at all those going back to 2016, the Rams are one and twenty-three. My guy at twos with Mitch on Twitter actually put together a little spreadsheet that kind of laid it all out. And when you see them all just kind of next to each other, it's it's horrifying. Obviously, Norvell's not to blame for, you know, all of this. Not even close. He's only responsible for one loss in the streak. But I mean, he is tasked with fixing the problem. And in my opinion, you know, failing to show up in the games that matter for well over a half decade now is the biggest problem that needs to change. I love what I've seen on the recruiting front from the staff, and we'll have to see, you know, how this class kind of plays out. Uh, CSU's top rated commit, Damian Henderson, actually recently took CSU commit out of his bio, has visited CU. So I'm wondering if we're going to lose him. But overall, it's been a really solid recruiting class and cycle. Love what we're seeing as far as community engagement goes. I mean, this staff just gets it in a way that the the previous one did not. Ultimately, though, if you can't win the games that matter, you know, it doesn't matter what positives you're doing elsewhere. It, it just kind of rings hollow. You've got to be able to win the big games, the rivalry matchups, the division games, the ones that people care about. And again, you know, I'm trying to make it very clear here. I'm not trying to to rail against, you know, Norvell or the current staff for this, because clearly, you know, it's not their fault that they inherited this, but it's just something that has to change. We have to see CSU start playing better in these games that matter. I mean, even if you end up having, you know, positive records going to bowl games, if you can't ever win, you know, a border war, can't beat Air Force, or you can't win those bowls when you get to them, you know, it's like the Bobo era, you know, they don't care that you had you know, a winning record for a couple years in a row because every game that actually mattered to the fan base, you know, you laid negging. Being realistic about the the situation, it looks like there's, you know, a decent chance that CSU goes 0-3 once again against Boise State, Wyoming, Air Force. We'll see. They've got to play the games at the very least. So we, we got to see this Rams team show up 
you know, a lot more than they did against Boise State because this was one of, if not the worst performance of the year. All right, let's let's get into some takeaways. Um, first off, just bad vibes from the start. Sometimes games just have that feel where you know you can tell almost immediately it's not going to be your night. I remember thinking that with Super Bowl Forty Eight and the Broncos, you have the the missed snap, and just right away, you know, it's it's not our day. It wasn't. And when the Rams went three and out on third down, you know, Morrow drops a slant that should have gone for for pretty decent yardage. And I couldn't help but think to myself, oh man, here we go again. Going to be another brutal night in Boise. And it was. It definitely was not as embarrassing as 2020, you know, when the Rams had all those punts blocked and that was just a shit show. You know, not not as embarrassing as 2011 where they lost like 63 to 13. That's one of the least competitive games I've ever seen CSU in. You know, 2010 border wars up there as well. Wasn't as painful as 2017. You know, that will forever uh, live in the back of Ram fans' minds. Even 2016 or 2014 were competitive games that the Rams were in and had an opportunity. You know, they were just never even in this one. But it was ugly from the start and it just pretty much never got any better. The offense really couldn't do anything in this one. Uh, They couldn't establish any type of rhythm in the run game. Not having George Mickey Hahn at center was definitely a big deal. You know, redshirt walk on Keegan Hamilton. He's been the guy that's played in relief of Mickey Hahn, has done so admirably, has been thrown into just a a terrible situation. I mean, he'd never be on the field. This this isn't on him. I mean, kudos to the guy for even going out there and and battling. It's, It's a terrible spot to be in. It's just that... You know, you could see you could see the impact of not having Mickey Hahn out there. You know, the Rams were constantly getting blown up in the interior. They couldn't do anything in the run game. Obviously, Avery Morrow going down what was a, a factor in that as well. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, didn't appear to be serious because he, he was back out there with his equipment on, but we'll have to see what Norvell says about that during his press conference tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we can get some type of update. They're definitely going to need him down the stretch if they're going to have any opportunity of being competitive. But because they were unable to run the football, they were constantly in second and third and long, a position they had done a good job of avoiding these last couple of weeks. And the pass rush, you know, it's a, it's a talented and experienced Boise State front seven. They, they really got after Millen, you know, five sacks allowed, nine tackles for loss. Boise owned the trenches. They owned the trenches on both sides of the football. And it was just a long night. I mean, they ran the ball effectively. They threw the ball. You know, we already talked about it, but CSU got gashed through the air. They, they just couldn't do much of anything. Jack Howell and, and Henry Blackburn combined for 31 total tackles. I love those guys. I love their effort. I love the way that they play. And stylistically, like CSU's defense is going to lead to those guys getting a lot of tackles anyways. But when, when your safeties are combining for 30-plus tackles, it just shows that you know the front seven wasn't able to, to get it done enough consistently. But to an extent, you also just have to credit Boise State and the job they did to just really put their guys in an advantageous position. I, I felt like it was a, a really well-called game on, on their side. They were balanced, aggressive without being, you know, unnecessary or without taking unnecessary risks. And Taylor Green, just anytime CSU was able to generate any type of pressure, it felt like he was able to slip out the back and make a throw on the run. 
And, you know, like Boise State, which played its best game of the season, Taylor Green definitely played his best game of the season. He looked awesome. That offense sure is a, a hell of a lot more dynamic and dangerous than it was when Hank Bachmeyer was back there. I'm not saying that to take shots at him, but Green's athleticism just opens everything up for this team. He's making really good decisions with the football early on in the season. I felt like, you know, he he kind of forced some things unnecessarily. He, he's really improved as a passer in a short amount of time. Pretty scary to think that he's only a freshman. Could be torturing CSU fans for, for quite some time to come. You know, a tough night for the CSU corners. Um, Cobbs is a, is a talented receiver on Boise State's end, but that was as open as I've seen them running all year. It, it just kind of felt like whatever they wanted to do, they were able to do it. Not a lot of contested catches. Uh, a lot of situations where Green was able to hit guys in stride, and then they're able to create even more you know, yards after the catch. You do need to credit the play calling, and more than anything, you need to, to credit Green and his playmaking abilities and his decision-making. But I was definitely discouraged with what we saw from the corners in this one. I, I feel like they'd been playing pretty decent football or even good football, above-average football in, in some situations for uh, you know about a month. And they just, they didn't have a good night. The pass rush was also not able to get as home as much as we've seen in recent weeks. You know, some of that has to do with, you know, they're really double teaming Mo Kamara a lot. And, and Anyechi's actually doing a pretty good job of taking advantage of that. I also want to add that, you know, the defense, they were on the field all night. They had to defend short fields constantly, especially early on. But, you know, seven red zone trips, seven touchdowns allowed. That's, that's just not going to cut it, and they would be the first to tell you that. Got to be able to bend and, and not break. Unfortunately, you know, they snapped like a twig. It's going to happen. There's going to be long nights for the defense. You know, they're not going to be perfect every week. I'm not, I'm not worried. I, I very much like what we've seen, you know, from Freddie Banks this year. But when you're giving up explosive plays, when you can't get off the field on third down, when you're giving up red zone touchdowns, not creating very many plays for loss, not creating turnovers, you know, you're not going to be successful very frequently. I'm going to get into some positives and negatives here, but real quick, do want to shout out Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of seating in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line maybe, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. I'm telling you, you're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams tickets, Nuggets tickets, Avs tickets, whatever, than you will with game time created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app. Score the best seats to all your favorite events. I also want to tell you guys about Green Mountain Dental Group. The most rewarding thing about DNVR is seeing the connections made through our listeners in the community. Green Mountain Dental is an OG partner of ours and major Colorado sports fans. They've been a supporter of DNVR since the very beginning. We've had countless fans, even our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental, and nobody has ever looked back. Located just 15 minutes outside of Denver in Lakewood. Shout out Lakewood. CSU alum Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry to like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth and everything in between. And what's really cool is if you tell the team that DNVR Sports sent you, you're going to get hooked up. You can get a $300 discount for full orthodontics treatment if you're a new patient. If you mention DNVR Sports, you can get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value. 
uh, with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. Lastly, for all the hygienists out there, Green Mountain Dental is hiring. Full-time and part-time positions are available. They're willing to work with your schedule as well as offering a great benefits package with healthcare, healthcare and PTO. To make an appointment and find out more information, check out their website, greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. All right, this, you know, obviously was a beatdown, not going to go on and on. You know, there's really only so much you can say, uh, but some positives. Justice Ross Simmons catching that bomb, an example of what the offense can be when things go right. Obviously, we haven't seen enough of it, but there aren't very many freshmen that can hit that play in stride. Just a perfect throw from Millen, perfect route, perfectly placed, and perfectly timed. If you can give Millen time, you know, he likes to rip it downfield. That's definitely going to be a, a big factor in the offseason. They've got to, you know, add depth to this offensive line. But just to see that play was really encouraging. Been a long time since CSU has had a quarterback that can make that type of throw and, and you know, perfectly time it, drop it in a bucket like that. Obviously, Jack Howell and Henry Blackburn, you know, 30 plus tackles. That's insane. Henry had a phenomenal strip uh, strip sack as well. Gave the Rams an opportunity to score. Those two guys just play with so much passion regardless of the score, and they're the future of the defense. Quiet game for the pass rush overall, but I feel like CJ Onyeki is making the most of his opportunities. You know, Kamara is getting double teamed quite a bit, and CJ is winning those one-on-ones. You know, he's able to pressure the quarterback consistently. He's had some big hits. We need to see you know, this pass rush get home a little bit more frequently over these next couple of games, you know, produce some more sacks, some plays for, for negative yardage, both in the pass and run game. But he's definitely been a, a big time addition for this team. They were able to get Torrey Horton the ball a little bit more, had six catches on his eight targets. You need some of these young guys to start making plays more consistently. You know, it was great to see Lewis Brown break out against Hawaii. Justice Ross Simmons, you know, had the one big catch tonight. You just need more of that. You know, they're constantly doubling Torrey Horton. He's able to make some plays, but, you know, if he's getting a double, that means everybody else is getting single coverage and they've got to be able to, to take advantage of that. I understand they're young. I understand it takes time to get comfortable, you know, with what you're doing at game speed, but they've got to figure it out as this season goes on or it's just going to be tough to, to score and you know, the Rams could go a whole year without scoring more than 20 points, which would be uh, pretty crazy. A couple of more positives. Uh, CSU did have three punts inside the 20, and Michael Boyle made a 41-yard field goal. Didn't feel like it was a great special teams night. Didn't feel like it was a disastrous special teams night like 2020 either. As far as some negatives go, I mean, the score, but <laughs> uh, third down both ways, the Rams couldn't stay on the field on offense. They couldn't get off the field on defense. The penalties have been really maddening, especially the the pre-snap stuff, you know, delay of games, false starts, that type of stuff will really drive a coach insane. It drives me insane. I can live with effort penalties, but just the the lack of focus, that type of stuff, that's that's frustrating. I know it's a young team. I get they've had a lot of, you know, movement inside the lineup, very little continuity. But I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Tanner Arkin, he's gotten way too many false starts the last couple of weeks. Very talented player with a bright future, but you know, he's got to knock that off, got to know the snap count. And then I would just say the sacks allowed. I mean, it was kind of a result of the situation of not having any success on first or second down, getting blown up in the interior, you know, constantly just having third in a million to go. But 
definitely an area you'd like to see improvement next week. What's, you know, a little bit scary from CSU's perspective is you're facing a very similar opponent in San Jose State. They have arguably an even better front seven, very experienced defense with a ton of talent. They're physical. And then offensively, they've got uh, a rejuvenated offense through the transfer portal. Trevin Cordero, dual threat quarterback, comes over from Hawaii. They land Elijah Cooks, a couple of Nevada receivers. Cooks currently leading the, the league in receiving. So we'll see. We'll have to see how the Rams can adjust. You know, San Jose State hasn't been blowing out teams, you know, the way Boise State did tonight, but that could be another long one. Well, we'll just have to see if they're able to adjust or not. Hopefully they're able to get George Mickey Hahn back, get the passing game going a little bit, get that run game going again. We shall see. But that's all I've got for this one. Again, I'm not going to go on and on. There's there's no point. There's only so much you can say about a 49-10 game. But, you know, we we just we need to see the Rams play better in the games that matter. It's not, you know, a Norvell thing. It's been an issue now through multiple staffs. It, it, you know, it's probably a big part of, you know, the losing culture and, you know, maybe getting rid of some of these other guys is going to help with that moving forward. But one way or the other, it's got to get better. Point Blake, period. All right. Shout out to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use that code DNVR when you sign up. Hope you guys all have a safe and happy Halloween. Much love, y'all. Peace. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's Got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non from